Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the podcast that's stuck at home. This week on Heart and Hand, but we've always got Scottish football to give us something to talk about. So welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name's David Edgar. I am your host as always. And joining me this week is the master of mellifluous, melodic magnificence, Mr. Martin Ramsey. Good evening, David. How are you doing? I'm fine, um, considering. Practice uh, alliteration there. I do like a bit of alliteration. Uh, I do. The, the two th- I, I think it's Viz. I think it's been <laughs> been a reader of Viz since a child. But the, the two things I'm a sucker for are alliteration and rhyming. Um, ever since the cartoon strip, Bertie Blunt has parrots a cunt, uh, <laughs> which I still maintain is up there with Shakespeare, really, in terms of... <laughs> In terms of you know British cultural import, uh, so yeah, yeah, those are the two things that 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 get me going. Um, really, what we're, we're here is a, a bit of a roundup show, Martin. Um, as listeners will know, we we will be keeping putting out content throughout the hiatus, I suppose is the the, the right word for it. Um, and every so often, what we're going to do, we'll, we'll be bringing you stuff from our Patreon site. We'll bring in you exclusives. We had the Alex McLeish interview a couple of weeks ago, but we'll do a roundup every couple of weeks because, as mentioned at the start, Scottish football does tend to throw up discussion points, even, and I, I use that term advisedly, even when uh, there is no football on goal. Going and we're seeing that at the moment with uh, a lot of things going on. Firstly, uh, will the league be called? Uh, and by that, I mean, will it be abandoned? Will it be postponed until football starts up again? Will Celtic be awarded the title? Will the leagues be reconstructed? Will we be looking at a 14-team league next season? We don't know at this point. And of course, what's been going on in the background with Rangers after an independent investigation? I'm certainly do seem to have some validity to that. Um, where do we begin, Martin? Let, let, let's then, I think, you know, bring everyone up to date. I'm sure that they are following it, unless they've lost the will to live 
following this, uh-huh. which uh, I, I would understand. No, you you couldn't blame people if they just decided I'm gonna I'm gonna have a sensible hobby now, like you know, frog licking or something, because this is this is just crazy talk. Um, the latest situation is, of course, that uh, the SPFL have claimed that there's no need for an independent investigation into the processes of the vote for the, their resolution, which was passed eventually, because they employed Deloitte, an audit firm to look into it and they have given them a clean bill of health however um when you you look beyond the headlines of independent investigation and um you know everything was above board you then think well what were the terms of reference and the terms of reference for it were very very narrow indeed basically Deloitte were employed to have a look at what happened to Dundee's email and they confirmed that it was sent at a certain time it arrived uh, into it was then quarantined which can happen anybody who's worked in in an office will tell you that that uh, with a big IT system will tell you that that is a possibility Um, and then it was released um, and Deloitte confirmed this rather missing the point somewhat uh, that we knew this yeah. No one really disputes this. This is not what Rangers are discussing. And Rangers clarified that. They had a statement uh, on Friday evening in which they listed seven points that they would like an independent review uh, to look at, um, all of which seemed quite sensible, Martin. Um, the statement is on the website, for the, the Rangers website, for those of you who haven't seen it. Um, it, it it's not really cleared anything up i know what the spfl are doing if i was advising them it's what i would have done because you just you want to be able to say we've had an independent investigation and hope nobody looks slightly deeper um it's it's classic mixonian um you know i've I've investigated this and trust me it's all good uh it, it doesn't really answer the questions by the people who are posing them no it doesn't um uh... They must just be buying time. I don't think there's any way, surely, that they thought that was going to be enough. Um, the quality of Scottish football's internal investigations are becoming a bit worrying. At least we got a report quickly in this one. Um, Suspiciously quickly, somebody. Yeah, well, given the, Do you know, the, you know that when you phone up like a Chinese and it arrives after 10 minutes and you go, you didn't have time to cook that. That was sitting there. <laughs> it's like that. That's what this investigation was. A worrying, a worryingly early food delivery. Well, uh, you're correct in saying, though, the terms of reference were, were that narrow that it, it, it wouldn't have taken very long to um, to, to finish it. Um, there's, no, there's no conspiracy theory here. Deloitte's are not they're too big um, to be nobbled um, by the, the, the Machiavellian mastermind, Peter Lowell. Um, they, they will, but you know yourself, they can only do what they're asked to do. Um, that isn't an independent one. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure what, what they, they were hoping to do um, other than just continue to buy time, continue to just kick the can down the road, effectively. Uh, Rangers continue to be steadfast in asking for a wider one because you're right, it didn't tell us anything we didn't know. We know that Dundee voted no and the email wasn't uh, received or or, or seen or or, or noticed or whatever. Um, But it's what changed that no vote to an email saying, actually don't count that. Um, and what what happened uh, in that intervening period? Why the 
why on earth an incomplete vote was published with this supposed <laughs> five o'clock deadline that, that, that didn't actually exist. Um, it's about the decision-making process and about who was able to put pressure, effectively after the final whistle had blown. Because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when everything was up in the air. It was the Saturday after the vote. Uh, and I think both of us are realists and we understand the politicking and the the deal making that goes on behind the scenes in Scottish football and any sporting association uh, and any any government. That that's that's how it works. But there has to become a point where a vote is a vote. Mm. And yep. so there's there, there are governances which Rangers have been con- consistently banging on about. Uh, there are huge governance issues here um, that that allowed this shambles that would embarrass um, Putin. Never mind um, any kind of banana republic, um, and we we need to get the bot to the bottom of of how um, that that was allowed to happen, who was involved in the shenanigans, uh, and ultimately leading to the removal of, of of Neil Doncaster, which I imagine is what Rangers really want here, because they cannot, um, as much as I. Uh, I support the people involved and the job's almost impossible um, when you have such high placed stooges there. Um, you can only get going, you can only start making uh, inroads politically um, when you can remove some of these guys. So um, that would appear to be the aim. They're absolutely right in holding back um, what they say they have. Um and they'd be well-minded if if they can pressure a proper independent in, uh, investigation with a wide remit, um, submitting what they have and leaving them to it. Yeah, I, I think that that's maybe been one of the things that, that could have been communicated better and that it, it was highly unlikely that Rangers were ever going to win this or, no. or the side of it, that Rangers were ever going to win this vote and stop this. And I think a lot of our fans got disappointed because I think that we maybe looking back should have made that clearer. I think um, that, look, if there are enough votes for this, and there are, then it's going to go through. So there's not really much you can do. That's democracy. You lose votes. It, it can happen. Um, and that was always the likely outcome. What, as you mentioned, is, is clearly wrong is the fact that we have these issues that, that need addressed, firstly. And these are all things that the SPFL have kind of rather clumsily allowed to become public. Firstly, uh, that there is the whole farrago around Dundee's vote. Why were they allowed to to change their vote? Why was, uh, who spoke to them? Why did Neil Doncaster speak to other clubs before this five o'clock deadline and tell them, in the case of Aberdeen, that their vote was no longer needed because there were already the numbers through? Why did they release a statement 43 minutes after this deadline that wasn't really a deadline when they didn't even have all the votes in? What were the briefing papers put to clubs? What was anything told to the clubs that wasn't true because it would appear that there were mechanisms to distribute funds um, because then you you get into the area where if clubs were told something that wasn't true then that's different from politicking and yeah. as, as Martin mentioned there there is nothing wrong with 
the league trying to get people to vote for the resolution that they think is the right one. We can debate whether or not we agree that it's the right one or why they think it's the right one. Those are different issues. But there is nothing wrong with the organisation saying, we think you should vote for this and trying to push you along to that. What would be wrong would be the chief executive of an organisation, for example, lying to the member clubs and saying that something was, was black when it was in fact white. And that's what needs to be looked at. And Rangers are obviously keen to, to get it pushed forward. Um, slightly surprised media reaction, or I'm surprised, Martin, at the media reaction. Well, there, there's obviously you're going to get your, your kind of you know, on the payroll people um, from uh, you know that are pushing the other side of the, the the other side of the fence argument. But there's a lot of people who are no friends of Rangers who this is just so obviously corrupt and venal that even they are saying, no, hang on a minute here, we need to have a serious look at this. Yeah, because because it was so bad. Um, and, and because they, they've made such a mess of it. Uh, and that's that, that tells you everything you need, to, you need to know about this situation. Some of the voices, you're absolutely right, uh, no friends or rangers by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but still are they still have their own public image to, to think about and even they can't um, defend this kind of shit show. Um, and football writers, football pundits of any stripe and, and in any country, they, they do like a pop at governing associations whenever they can. Um, so I, I don't think uh, they'd be too resident to do that whenever the, 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 the chance come up. So yeah, uh, there's just there's not a lot of hiding place um, for anyone who has um, the, the slightest bit of of professional integrity. Uh, obviously, there are some who lost that remaining fig leaf um, many years ago. On the uh, evidence that Rangers have, which they, they've consistently stated they will submit to an independent inquiry, but they will not submit to the SPFL because you don't give whistleblower information to the people that are blowing the whistle on, and that's understandable. Um, my concern with it, Martin, is the longer it goes, the more this expectation builds. This evidence has to be phenomenally good. <laughs> yes and no. I, I, I don't... I appreciate that the way it's been built up or... Oh, you don't know what we've got in our box kind of thing, um, will build a, a big narrative, it has, and therefore builds a lot of expectation and you're going to get a smoking gun um, that's that's going to shatter Scottish football. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I don't think it needs to happen, though. Um, this is actually quite a dull affair. This is about rules and about um, uh, administration, really, um, you don't really have to have anything too salacious and too... It's not going to get the tabloids going, I don't imagine, and therefore will not get a lot of fans in either revolt or, um, you know, triumph. It, it, it might just be quite technical, but that's all it needs to be. Um, but it needs to be there. It needs... It needs. Listen, like Scottish football is, there's so much utter junk around it, so much noise around it. Um, the rules were either broken or they were not. That was either a legitimate vote, in which case, fine, um, we move on. As you rightly said earlier, Rangers should have no hope of expecting to win that in the first place, given the current political landscape. 
but it was either a legitimate vote or it was not. Um, and we need to know because there's some clearly some unanswered questions there, some really big issues around it that, that we, we need to flesh out. Um, and we've either got something that can do that or we don't. And if we don't, then that that that, that is going to backfire um, a wee bit in terms of, of optics. Um, but also, we, we only have to have reason to question. You don't raise a complaint or a concern be- all the time because you know the answer. You, a legitimate concern, a legitimate uh, request for a proper investigation only has to come from a particular perspective. And if we're missing something that makes everything all of a sudden seem legitimate, then fair enough. I'd have thought that would have been brought to the table a hell of a long time ago right now. Um, but Rangers only have to be able to establish a point of concern. That given what we have, given what we know, this is very worrying indeed. Therefore, we need someone else to, to come in and look at it. Uh, but I guess that, that doesn't get a lot of clicks. No. Um, and as I say, you know, you're right in a normal sort of run-of-the-mill business investigation. That is true. But in this case because of the way the situation is, that there is a burden of proof thing. And I think that, you know, Rangers have built up this. And if they were to suggest that, oh, no, we didn't, we just said with the evidence, it's not our fault that people um, that people began to believe it was something sensational, then I think you're getting into the areas of kind of willful naivety there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're doing that, by the way. I'm just saying that it, it wouldn't be an acceptable answer it, it just wouldn't wash and again it's the the real politique of the situation as opposed to you know what should be uh we're dealing very much in what is but it's got more to run um so we'll we'll come back to this i'm sure the next time we do one of these um the next sort of major area of discussion for, for rangers fans martin and i suppose it's the same for for fans at all clubs is finance and that is you know, firstly and primarily, this is the time of year when season ticket renewal forms would be out. Um, this is, of course, an exceptional year. There are no games currently being played and there's no fixed dates for when football fans will be allowed back into stadiums to watch their team, certainly in large numbers, certainly at top level, certainly like for a club like ours. Um, and in most businesses, you can't really ask customers to pay for something that you not only don't know if you'll be able to give it, but when you'll be able to give it, or, or vice versa, rather. So there is that, but equally, there is, you know, we need money. Um, we've got, you know, bills to pay, and the club do need to bring finances in. And I found, speaking to fans about this over the last few weeks, that it's quite an emotive issue uh, with supporters because of the amount of identity that they place in a season ticket that we all do you know that's one of the reasons it's how it's marketed it's, it's something it's about your connection to your club it's about your place at the stadium all of those things there is an emotional pull to it and it is going to be quite a difficult situation over the next few weeks not just for rangers but for all clubs to manage it is uh being involved in communications and marketing any football club at the minute, I don't think it's particularly enviable. Uh, luckily, we don't know anyone that's in. No, no, we don't know anyone. He certainly hasn't aged in the month that we've you know, <laughs> been doing it. No, that's true. Because you're you're right. We're effectively we we don't know what we're selling. No idea what we're selling. Um, everything's up in there at the moment. Uh, 
I don't think you can assume that we'll be back at Ibrox this year. We'd hope so, but I don't think you can make that absolute certain assumption. Uh, the lockdown will be lifted, but social distancing won't for, for quite a while, I wouldn't have thought. Um, so the, well, all the, all the talk is, you know, that, you yeah, we'll get football back going again, but in terms of having you know, 50,000 people together watching it, not until there's a vaccine. And even, the, yeah, yeah. and even the, the behind closed doors or limited, um, there's still a, a huge amount of hurdles to be passed before that's that that's really a thing. I from UEFA down there's there's so much um denialism around this, this situation, I think. Um and the idea that, that, that this can be done very neatly and, and we can play out the season and then get back again. Uh, certainly football as we know it in twenty twenty eight, certainly before the autumn, I think's for the birds. Um, any any kind of talk like that. So in April, going to me, uh, every football club, you're right, but especially the big ones, um, they, they they have no idea what they're selling. Um, I guess you've kind of got to be up front about it. Everyone knows what we're actually selling and it's, it's, it's a requirement to, to keep the club running. And Rangers, because of recent history, again, a marketing challenge, to get that message across. It shouldn't be a difficult message to get across because it's common sense and everyone's in the same boat, but you know, you, you don't want to invite a lot more unhelpful and unwanted speculation about, I don't know what admin we're on now, David, according to some, but um, you, you, know, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it's a difficult one for us to pitch maybe more than, than anyone else, um, but it's just common sense. Uh, there are costs that still need to be met. Um so you come under the guise of a season ticket, but I don't know how many games you're going to get for it. And it's, it's a really, really difficult one. Um, clearly, uh, the, there are a lot of people affected by the current economic situation that, that may not be in a, a place to uh, make a season ticket a priority. But if you know our support, um, there are a lot of what other people would call normal priorities that are pushed well below Rangers, so the people just find a way. Um, and th- th- there might be some just on principle saying, well, what, what am I actually getting here? Mm. Is there a, a possibility then that it, it, it can be simplified to people who can pay, either you know because they aren't too badly affected by this or that they can scrape together the cash and, and they, they, they just, you know, as you say, they're, they're those guys that have to, you know, they can't not have even even for a few weeks the season ticket can't be out and they can't have it. Um, that that these people will pay, and those who unfortunately aren't in a position at the moment won't, and that really is just the long and the short of it. Yeah. Um. You mentioned the word emotive earlier, and that that's really it. Uh, you're you're not going to see a lot of football I, I, in the way that we would normally consume it for a fair amount of time. Um, so emotive in one sense that, right, especially what we've come through, we, we have an acute sense of um, uh, responsibility to, to financially keep the club going. Um, so there's an emotive pull there. But again, quite a rational one that, that, that this cannot continue. This is an unprecedented situation, uh, and we we need the support of the 
the, the, the fans to to just keep going until we can get back to normal. Um, I'm not so sure you could call it a season ticket, though. Uh, it's more of a, uh, a bit of generosity or a loan or, or, or whatever else. But it's, Keep the car running. Yeah, it's exactly that. Um, that. That's why it will be a challenge. But you're right, not just for Rangers. Um, because clubs don't want to come out and be absolutely stark about it. No, and, and it is understandable because it's it's affecting yeah everyone. Everyone is that this is a worldwide issue. I was speaking to uh, one of our fans in Australia the other day about doing a podcast, and then he was saying, yeah, yeah, we're in lockdown, you know, and and everything that we're going through, they're going through, and it it, it does bring it home to you the international scale of this this crisis. It, it, it's enormous, and in a way, as I'm sure we've all saw people online whenever you have the temerity to discuss football or TV or something. Um, there are, unfortunately, people who have, have got far more serious issues to be concerned about at the moment. On that, um, it, it's a it's a difficult one when somebody comes at you, when you maybe mention something like, yeah, I watched this TV show or I, I didn't particularly care for this album or what you know when are we going to get back to playing football that you do get people who seem to live on social media to jump on you martin at that point to say there are people dying um they're sort of like the priority police mm-hmm. um I, I i've spoken to a few people about this and it and it's kind of like you feel really guilty for a bit but i'm not sure we should you know and i don't mean that in a negative way of course it's not as important but these are important things to us and our lives and if it just helps you get through the day at the moment I, I don't really see the harm unless you are you know suggesting that that the nhs shouldn't be funded so football can be i don't really see why it does any harm to come out and say oh, i'm missing football yeah i mean it's, it's that whole thing about being able to hold more than one thought in your head at any one time um these things that were important to us a couple of months ago still will be uh it only becomes a matter for the priority police if you ever had to choose between one or the other that's literally what priorities mean um and you you're also able to spend your day thinking about different things if you were thinking about the people who sadly lost their lives or what you wouldn't get out of bed Mm. um so yeah those uh and they are trolls because that, that, that seems to be the, the only point of, of their online existence. Um, should they really be on Twitter because there are people in, in, in trouble? That's Twitter. a good answer. Yeah, I'm going to use that. Martin has given you all an answer, folks, whenever people say that. So you're absolutely right what you're doing on Twitter. Put your, um, put your phone away. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no app there that's, that's of any importance to compared to, to, to someone with loss of life. So there's no point in, 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 no point in communicating anymore um no it's it's silly um arigo saki called it you know the the most important of the least important things um and and he's absolutely right you you're allowed to miss things um about normality um uh football a wider or your club although you know i I do remember coming out of ibrox after hamilton so I'm, i'm not overly um convinced by by that argument that's still at the minute but um we we talk about it every day still um it, it does consume your lives and that's fine your lives are there to be filled by things and it can be filled by by many different things and you're able to switch from one to the other um and for those who have lost loved ones for those who've lost their job 
that won't be a pressing issue in in their mind. But at some point, you, you need, they will need to break away. People do deal with 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 grief and deal with um, difficult circumstances um, by having another outlet, and as long as it's a healthy one, because there are far less healthy outlets than than you know being a a, a bit of a nerd about uh, a particular sport um, for you to kind of fill that time. Um, so yeah. Uh, we 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 do miss we miss normality, and that's I think that's absolutely fine. Right, folks, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, all that remains is to thank our executive producing producers, even in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers, to thank my guest, the wonderful Martin Ramsey. Pleasure, David. And to encourage you, if you are finding things a little bit dull at the moment and trying to find time to occupy yourself and you're not a subscriber on our Patreon then go and have a look, it's just one ninety nine per month and from that you will be able to get hours and hours of content lots of it to do with Rangers of course Rangers history, Martin is starting a new show this week in fact, uh, go and plug it uh, Starts tomorrow um, with Adam Thornton our uh, tactics expert on, on the site and we'll be, yeah, uh, we will be looking at all seven of the, the Rangers treble winning seasons uh, with uh, a guest who is there to make the case for that particular season um, being recognised uh, above uh, the rest. Uh, you're slated to come in, David, uh, later on. Um, James Forrest will be joining us to talk about uh, 4049. Um, that, that lands tomorrow morning. Uh, we're lucky enough to be talking with uh, the Rangers historian David Mason um, for, for next week's show on that Scott Simon side of the early 60s and, of course, 63-64 in particular. So, uh, uh, a new a new way to uh in, enjoy this this hiatus we have a, a euro 96 time capsule series coming that will coincide with uh, the, the the proper dates and itv's um release of of every single um game in that tournament but as david says there are plenty of other uh non-rangers non-football shows just to uh pass the time when of course you're not thinking about the end of the of course. Uh, so so come along and join us. Hey, if you don't like it, it was only one ninety nine. And if you do, uh, you can join the community over there. Thank you to everyone for listening. As I say, we will be back, of course, next week. Uh, and uh, we'll be back with a roundup of what's been going on as soon as anything uh, concrete develops. But thank you for listening to us. We'll be back soon. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.